If you're suffering with a physical disease like thyroid issues, Hashimoto's, any inflammatory condition, gut issues, SIBO, constipation, diarrhea, you might not know that there's an emotional piece under there. And our special guest today, Rachel Shear, goes into how our emotional state can be driving disease. And if you love traveling, I'm gonna give you all of the secrets on how to keep your body healthy when you're on vacation. Let's get into this. All right, everyone, welcome to Heal Thyself. Look, I have a show for you. How many of you love traveling? How many of you hate traveling? I'm somewhere in the middle. But when you travel, you need to be making sure you're doing everything right by your body. A lot of us just go unintentionally into traveling and then we suffer through our trip. We get sick, we feel really tired, we don't recover as fast, and then we come home and then we really get sick. There's ways to prevent that. And I'm going to give you some of my most important hacks you need to have. Now, 2019, I did a show focused on how to travel better. We've just put that one on steroids because now we're going to talk about not only how to travel and optimize your travel, but also when you get to your destination, what to do, how to take care of yourself. You're on vacation and you may have some health goals. You want to make sure you maintain those. But definitely when you come back, you want to feel robust and strong. And we have a fantastic episode with Rachel Shear. She's a functional medicine nutritionist. Now, we're not gonna go into talk about nutrition. We always talk about nutrition. And to me, I wanna go a little bit deeper. So how many of you out there have thyroid issues, hypothyroid, Hashimoto's, any inflammatory condition, gut issues, IBS, SIBO, constipation, diarrhea? Well, you know that there's an emotional component tied to that. Now, Rachel herself healed herself from really, really severe gut issues really severe inflammatory gut issues that were weighing down on her quality of life. And she gives us her secrets into how she realized that it wasn't just only about the food, but there was something about her state of being, something about the story she told herself, something about what she was choosing from an emotional standpoint. And she's giving us those direct hacks, those gems that we can put into our lives. So we begin to understand that maybe the physical disease that we suffer with isn't the end stage manifestation. Maybe there's a root you're not looking at and maybe there's an emotional piece and she's given us all the juice. I can't wait to get to that interview. So without further ado, let's get to this show. So look, I'm a little bit of a homebody. Traveling is nice, but I don't like traveling too long. Traveling is nice, but I don't like traveling all the time. Some people I know are never here and they're always everywhere. But I always think to myself, and maybe some of you are like this, I always think to myself, I always am kind of sensitive when I'm traveling. You know, if I don't have good sleep on the plane for the first two days of where I am, I feel like crap. Or sometimes the food, if I don't eat well, I feel like crap. Or really sometimes the air on the plane affects me. And a lot of people I know don't feel right. They get kind of sick. So I thought about this. Can I put together my main tips on traveling in a healthy way, in a way that keeps your body healthy, robust, resilient. So when you're at your destination, you can get the most out of it. And when you come home, you're not crashing and getting sick. You really want to just get right back into work in the groove of things in a really nice, healthy way. So I put together the ultimate guide to traveling. So we want to stay healthy when we're flying. One of the main things, let's, let's think about the energy from the get-go. You got to plan right? You got to plan. You want to make sure you're at the airport with ample amounts of time 
So you're not setting off your chemistry. And then what I mean by that is all that cortisol spiking up, the adrenaline spiking up, and you're already in a state of go, go, go. I'm going to be late. I'm going to miss my flight. What about this line? This line is moving that fast. How many of you know what I'm talking about? Oh my God, security is going too slow. Why is this lady not taking off her shoes? Now she has to go back and do, I know, I know you know this. So see what you can do. First of all, for me, TSA PreCheck has been amazing. You just go in, show it, you, you know, you wait in half the line. It cuts out half of the time. So if you can afford the time or the expense, try that out. That's a really nice hack. But really, you got to plan. You got to be really conservative with your planning and say, okay, if it takes me this amount of time to go to the airport, it's going to take this amount of time. Let me visualize if there's a line to get to the front desk and check my bag and then go through security and then get to the gate. And why don't you add 30 more minutes on top of that? So you, you got to be in a calm place, especially before you're boarding the plane. Why? Because there's a lot of stuff in the plane that can really damper and put a strain on your health. Now, before you get on the plane, if you're really like, okay, even if I plan, I'm still feeling kind of anxious. The traveling, the logistics, all the people around, the artificial lights. L-theanine is a, it's been one of my top 10 favorite supplements since I was in school. L-theanine is an amino acid, which is commonly found in green tea. And it's the thing in green tea that doesn't make you have that really hard caffeine jitter that oftentimes we see in coffee, which doesn't have L-theanine. So L-theanine will put your brainwave state in an alpha brainwave state. What that means is you're sort of focused, but you're calm, which is the best place to be, especially during the day, especially during work. So your body's calm. So it could be a really good supplement that you can take before. Now it depends. You could take 200 milligrams, 400 milligrams, even 600 milligrams, but you got to talk to your doctor if it's safe. Generally speaking, it's one of the safer supplements. Now, talking about getting on the plane or even before, you might want to take a moment, put some headphones on, do a little breath work, deep breathing. Now, remember, you want to be able to exhale longer than you inhale. That's going to put you in a really grounded parasympathetic state. So let's say you inhale for three seconds and then exhale through the nose, through the nose, three seconds or six seconds, right? So the more you're exhaling longer than inhaling, your body is getting the signal that where you are is safe. Even if you were running like a Tasmanian devil, you were juking all of the people on the security line really running to your seat to make it, now is a good time to ground. There's also apps out there. The Calm app is one of my favorite ones. You can use that on your phone to really connect and ground yourself before. You know, skincare isn't just about looking good, right? A lot of us want to look good, but it's not just about looking good. It's about nurturing your skin and being well-balanced from the inside out. And, you know, this world is flooded with a bunch of harsh chemicals that are really insulting our skin, our barrier. And you want something truly effective that is safe. Alitura is one of the best in the game. If you never heard of Alitura, you just think of, you might've seen some uh, black bottles with gold writing on it. It's one of the best. And they're always at health events and people are loving them. And they're quality. Alitura Naturals has crafted a serum that is not only safe, but also incredibly effective. Listen, a lot of you ask me where I get my glow from. This is a huge part of the equation. Their gold serum isn't just another skincare product. It's a testament to the power of natural healing and a commitment to holistic health. It uses organic ingredients like jojoba, olive, rosehip oils, and the gold serum is made organically with plant-derived vitamin A, not synthetic stuff, not that nasty stuff that you're getting in a lot of these over-the-counter products, GHKCU, and marine collagen to revitalize your skin. Alitura Naturals has been using the best ingredients in their products for years. They've been pioneering the path for what truly transformed skin should be. 
So if you're ready to take control of your skin health and experience the pinnacle of natural beauty, I highly recommend checking out Alaturia Naturals. For a limited time, you, the Heal Thyself listener, will enjoy the exclusive discount, just the Heal Thyself discount, only for you. That's 20% off of this gold serum. Go to alitura.com and use the code DRG for 20% off. That's A-L-I-T-U-R-A.com and get that 20% discount. It's amazing stuff. I use it every night before bed and I'm telling you, I'm on fire with my skin in a good way. Check it out. All right, let's face it. With all the toxins we're exposed to nowadays with processed foods, pollutants, and even stress, our poor livers have been working overtime. If you've been feeling sluggish, bloated, or just overall rundown, it may be time to give your hardworking liver some extra love and support. That is where Organifi's Liver Detox comes in. This convenient little capsule contains a powerhouse blend of clinically studied superfoods. This convenient little capsule contains a powerhouse blend of clinically studied superfood ingredients specifically designed to remove excess toxins and improve digestion, promote healthier energy levels, and just overall liver health. Now, one of the key ingredients is artichoke leaf extract, which has been clinically proven to help detoxify the liver and digestive tract. Then you got the all-star liver protector. You heard of it, milk thistle, an herb that has been used for centuries to give your liver a big old hug. That's not all. Organifi's liver detox also contains dandelion root, one of my favorite ones of all time, which is loaded with vitamins and minerals to promote healthy liver function and digestion. And finally, Trafalia, an ancient Ayurvedic formula packed with antioxidants that has been traditionally used as a powerful liver tonic, one of my favorite ones too. So whether you're dealing with sluggish digestion, low energy, or just want to give your body's main detox engine a little extra love, Organifi's Liver Detox has your back. Just take one to three capsules at any point during the day to start supporting your liver's natural detox pathways. All of us need to be supporting our liver. If you want to experience the energy boosting, liver supporting effects of this fantastic formula, head to OrganifiShop.com and use the code DRG for 20% off. That is O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I shop.com slash DRG. Plane cabins are not the healthiest places. And we actually know this. There's a lot of flight attendants where their sickness is correlated to the cabin that they're in. And there's, and there's reasons why. Well, one you're exposed to radiation, okay? The CDC reports on cosmic radiation say, yes, we're all exposed to cosmic radiation daily. And radiation is measured in millisieverts. And we receive about three millisieverts per year in background radiation. And this is just being a human on earth. From one flight from the east to the west or the west to the east in the United States, you get about 0 0.035 millisieverts. So really you need to be a frequent flyer, right? About like 80 flights per year. I mean, even, I mean, that's, that's more than a few flights per month. You're just going and going and going, just going. Then you're going to be at really risk for extra ambient radiation than you're getting natural. And you want to really be aware if it's going up to six to nine millisieverts, you got to be very careful for your health because then you're getting too much radiation. But there's other things that bring this up. So you can be exposed to the ambient amount of millisieverts, just being a human, but also from radon gas, you get about two millisieverts in itself. And radon gas is usually found in the basement. You want to make sure you check for that because that can make you sick. That's connected to lung cancer. There's also high altitude cities. You can get about 1.5 millisieverts also. And x-ray of the spine is about 1.5 millisieverts or six months of background radiation of just being a human on earth. A chest x-ray is about 0.1 millisieverts right? Uh, dental x-rays is about 0.005 millisievert. It's about a day of ambient radiation. 
really the CTs of the abdomen and pelvis, these are the ones that are a lot higher. This is about 10 millisieverts. That's about three years of background radiation in one scan. So you don't want to be getting these all the time unless you need to. And PET scans, whew, this is a big one, 25 millisieverts. That's about eight years of background radiation just in one scan. So I say all of that to say this. When you're on a plane, you're exposed to ambient radiation. It's not super high. But you really want to consider this if you're flying more and more and more. If you're a frequent flyer, this is a big part. Excess radiation can cause DNA damage. It's the same mechanism of targeted radiation that we see in cancer, right? You want cancer cells to be DNA damaged and they die. The same way radiation that we're exposed to works. Now, this might beg the question, what about airport scanners? The scanners that, you know, oh, should I go through that? It might not be safe, right? So there's an article by uh, Harvard Medical, and they say safe is a tricky eye of the beholder word and concept. If safe means absolutely zero risk, then the answers to are the airport scanners risk-free, the answer is no. The question for scanners is that they, the thing is they use low levels of x-rays. So it's probably no, they're not risk-free. But it also just exposes you to a very small increase in risk. It's so small that it's a reasonable person shouldn't be really concerned about it. But again, if you're flying consistently, getting those scans consistently, you have a history of cancer consistently, then you might want to consider how often, how often this exposure could be cumulative for you. Okay, it takes about 50 airport scanner scans to equal one dental X-ray, so it's very low risk. With that said. With all of this said about radiation, I would still highly recommend that you eat antioxidant-rich foods before flight. It's really important. You want to make sure that you're protecting your body from oxidation. Radiation causes oxidation in the body. This is how radiation for cancer works. You have a cancerous cell. They zap it with oxidizing radiation. It causes DNA damage through that mechanism and the DNA damage ultimately kills the cell, right? So antioxidant-rich foods are the antioxidant mechanism. They anti the oxidation, so they protect. So you wanna make sure you're eating at least the day before, the night before, the meal before you get on a plane, really rich food, right? A lot of green rich food, fruits, vegetables, colors of the rainbow. Maybe you make yourself a really, really dense, beautiful smoothie before, right? You get some protein in there to keep you satiated, but then you have not super high sugar, but you have a lot of, of those wonderful fruits and vegetables in there, uh, keeping in the fiber. And it's great because it overlaps with the immune system. So you want to think plants, think colors, strawberries, oranges, carrots, blueberries, leafy greens, cruciferous vegetables, apples, matcha, wonderful stuff to take before a plane. Now, this one I want you to ask your doctor about, especially if you're concerned about the radiation, chaga. Chaga is a mushroom, and it has a high amount of a pigment called melanin. And melanin, we have it in our hair, our skin, our eyes, and it's responsible for our colors. It's why we get tan. But melanin is also potent at protecting us against UV radiation. And in chaga, it's protective. It's the antioxidant. It causes gene protection. So when we're taking in the chaga, it's protecting our body through antioxidant mechanisms and gene protection overall. And they saw this in the 60s in nuclear sites where the thriving mushroom colonies were chaga. It's amazing stuff. And in animal studies, we see that it, that it protects from radiation, protects the skin, protects the DNA, has immunoprotective properties. Also, a lot of you get constipated when flying. 
Okay, so you want to make sure, I just mentioned fiber before, that's why I, I, I stuck it out there, lots of fiber. You want to make sure you're eating fiber-rich foods before. You might want to take a probiotic before you fly. That's going to be really helpful. Um, on one of the TikTok episodes, fact or fiction or myth or real, there was a little hack on having a chia seed uh, and mixed with water and just taking a shot of it. Um, I mentioned, I would have you go back and listen if you're interested, but really having some soluble fiber is going to be helpful at getting things moving before you're getting on the plane because oftentimes we have travelers constipation. So making sure you're drinking at least at least a liter of water before you get on the plane and having fiber-rich food, soluble-rich fiber, chia seeds, hemp seeds, um, flax seeds, apples, things like that. A lot of people uh, are sensitive to the massive exposure that we get in airports of blue light right? There's so much fluorescent light. So I personally choose to travel with blue blockers. I have the day ones, the yellow ones. And if it's a night flight, I put on the darker ones and it helps me fall asleep. You're never going to get a good night's sleep unless you're in first class on an airplane. We can just submit to that. But the blue blockers really help, especially get you to your place without feeling overwhelmed, especially if you're working on the plane. So air quality is important to address in the airplane. It's a constant industry complaint by many flight attendants, there is poor overall air quality on flights. And this comes from the off-gassing from the materials on the plane. And it's very important to understand that this is a legitimate problem. John Samuelson, the president of the Transport Workers Union of America, it's the organization that represents over 17,000 flight attendants in the United States, characterized that air quality on flights is the industry's dirty little secret. What you're breathing in is recycled air and compressed engine air. It's horrible air quality. And for me, that's a big problem, especially being sensitive to air quality. So you want to make sure you're protecting your body, you're protecting your, protecting your immune system, protecting your liver, right? There's different herbs and nutrients you could take. Respiratory protection, things like glutathione or mushrooms too. High antioxidant foods and drinks, as I mentioned, things like matcha, the colors of the rainbow, fruits and vegetables. You want to ask your doc about things that are protecting your immune system. Herbs like lomatium, licorice, osha, O-S-H-A, lemon balm, oregano, echinacea, olive leaf, medicinal mushrooms, elderberry, vitamin D, and vitamin A. Some of my favorite immune-supporting herbs, mushrooms, and just supplements or nutrients overall. There's very few studies on the water quality on planes, but you should know it's subpar. Even washing your hands from the water in airplanes ain't too good. You might want to just use hand sanitizer and definitely don't drink the water on the plane unless it's bottled. Another hack that you can do is there's this little air purifier that came out. And shout out to Swellscore. We have it on the Swellscore, one of the few places that sell it. And it's called the Medify Air. Um, and the Medify Air can, I believe it's up to 200 uh, square feet in about an hour that it'll clean the air. So not only is you are you benefiting with this little air purifier and it's electronic, you don't have to plug it in, you can just charge it. And not only are you benefiting, but the people around you, the people in front of you and people behind you, you're going to have the cleanest little radius of air on the whole plane. So it's really, really cool. Cleanest circumference of air on the whole plane. Um, so check that one out. And, and listen, to you, that might be kooky. But for me, I put that little air purifier right in the little pocket in front of me, put it on full blast. I got my blue blockers on. I know I ate a good meal. I know I've had enough fiber. And I know that I have all of the supplements in my body that are going to protect my immune system, my respiratory system, my liver, helping me detox. So I'm really showing up to the place that I'm going, vacation or whatever event, feeling good. When you land, you want to make sure you put your feet on the ground. You want to make sure as soon as you can, 
Grounding is amazing. You know that. I've done shows on it, multiple shows. Improved sleep, improved energy, elevated mood, right? Reducing symptoms of anxiety and depression, irritability, which we all can kind of feel, especially the anxiety and irritability when we're traveling. Just reduction in overall stress and tension. Awesome when we're traveling. Enhance immunity. We need that. Decrease inflammation and pain, especially be sitting down for so long. Muscle stiffness and soreness reduced sitting down for so long. And of course, improving circulation and aiding in delivery of oxygen to your cells, especially from sitting down for so long. You see what I mean? So grounding is like a one size fits all amazing hack you can do. I like getting into the cold. I like getting a cold tub as soon as I can. Probably the next morning, I just take a cold shower or I fill up the tub with ice. I've done it once or twice before. You want to catch the sunset. You want to make sure you catch a sunset as soon as you can. So let's say you land at like 5 p.m., catch that sunset, see it when you can. If you land at 1 a.m., the next, try to see the sunrise. See the sunrise or sunset as fast as you can when you get there because you really want to reset your body and equate your body to where you are. You need the light rhythms. You need your feet on the ground. Those are two of the most important things for resetting you and making you feel better or helping you feel better to time zone changes, okay? So lastly, what are some of the things that I bring for myself when I go on vacation or I travel anywhere? Um, I bring usually nutritional packets. I know that oftentimes, you know, you know, I'll just let it go and I'll eat whatever I want, right? And oftentimes that's just, you know, not worrying about getting enough protein, especially eating plant-based. But um, I may not eat enough greens as I usually do. So I usually bring my green powders. The AG1 powders, I usually bring five or six with me. And I might not use them every day, but I make sure that I at least I'm having two or three during my trip if it's for a week. I usually bring protein, right? Now, this is for a lot of us who are active and really working out and want to stay fit. If you're on vacation for six or seven days and, you know, you're eating low amounts of protein, you might feel it in your energy. You might feel it in your brain focus. You might just be sluggish. And ultimately, you want to keep your muscles strong. So I bring packets with me. I usually put in Ziplocs or I bring just the powder overall. Two of my favorite ones are the Nufix, N-U-F-Y-X. They have a chocolate and vanilla one, one of my favorite protein powders. And the Nuzes one, another one of my favorite ones. Two really clean ones you can pack for yourself. And at least you don't have to have it every meal, but make sure that you're getting your protein goals, right? You're making sure you're getting it. Some of the supplements I bring with me, especially if I go to an exotic place, are things like activated charcoal. I got a sensitive belly. Every time I go to Mexico, at some point, I will be having diarrhea or throwing up, period. Unfortunately, it's part of, I just submit to it. Activated charcoal is fantastic. It adsorbs to those toxins that you're getting from the infection, from the food sickness. And it helps it pass a lot quicker and hopefully for many of you, a lot, a lot less dramatically. Ginger is always fantastic, especially if you get a stomach ache. Probiotics are something that I always bring for myself. Check out the ones on Swell Score. We have some of my best handpicks probiotics on there. Immune stuff, as I mentioned before. I always bring something called Active Skin Repair. Again, that one's on Swell Score too. Shout out to them. And that's always if there's an injury. It's one of the best things for cleaning the injury and healing the skin. Always I bring the electrolytes to Element. I take a little Ziploc. I take all different flavors, throw them in there. I always bring like triple the amount uh, to share with people. That's really important. I know because I'll get dehydrated by day three if I'm not getting good quality water. Magnesium, always helpful, especially uh, if you get constipated from traveling and your sleep can be disrupted from traveling. Magnesium is fantastic. I take the one by Bioptimizers. And not to bring it overkill, but some people like to bring devices for themselves. They bring the red light therapy. 
if, if it's a part of your beauty, beauty routine and it's one of my favorite things for collagen and you want to be consistent with it, yeah, I bring the little red light box. I usually, I have two. I have the one by BioLite and the Loom box, two of my favorite ones. And exercise. You really want to make sure you're moving. You know, I know it might be vacation, but plan to at least walk to the destination you want to go to or do the steps right by the pool or do a few laps. You really want to get movement in. Um, it's going to be really important, especially to, to, to set the precedent, especially the first few days of feeling good throughout. You don't just want to sit down, not move your body. You're going to get inflamed. You're just going to be sitting there, especially if you're drinking or eating poor quality food. It's going to catch up to you pretty fast, if not when you get home. You can always bring a jump rope. You can do squats in your room or outside, push-ups in your room or outside. You only need 30 minutes and you can do a nice circuit and you'll be feeling good for the whole day. You should shoot if you have an O-ring or whoop bracelet for about eight to 10,000 steps a day. And lastly, everyone is going to have disrupted sleep, um, especially when traveling and getting used to a new place. Um, and that's okay. But if you need to bring earplugs, don't forget those. If you need to bring a noise machine, a white noise machine, those are really nice. Those are helpful. You can have the solo ones, the devices, or you can get one on your phone, the sleep fan. That's one I've been using for years. Really helpful. If you have noise canceling headphones, really helpful, especially if you're in a hotel and there's parties going on and it's really loud. The noise canceling headphones would go a really long way. So that might've been a lot, but take from it what serves you, right? Take from it what resonates with you. You know, you might not be sensitive when you travel and you might not get constipation when you travel or you might just pass out and fall asleep. But some of these things, these are all the things that I do and, you know, it might be overkill, but it serves me. So check it out. See what you like. See what serves you. Make sure you're moving your body. Make sure you're eating good food as best as you can. Make sure you're getting good sun. You're grounding. Get in a cold shower every other day or every day. I know you're on vacation. You don't have to go crazy. But really doing these things is going to set you up to have a really strong, healthy, rejuvenant, uh, robust, just restorative vacation. And more importantly, when you come back home, you don't want to be on your deathbed and miss all this time and work. You want to come back up and running. And this is the way you set it up. All right, everyone, are you ready for this special guest? All right, I'm very excited. We have a mutual friend, Dr. Gabrielle Lyon. She's been on the show before. She connected us because for me, it's not about the dogma of nutrition. It's about really understanding what foods are aligned with your body, what foods are making you feel good, right? Are you connecting to your body and feeling good eating these foods, right? Less about what the foods you're eating and what your body needs. Well. Then I was introduced to Rachel Shear. She's a functional medicine dietitian. You might not have heard of it, or you might have. But for me, that is the integrative approach, mind, body, and soul, to your eating and your food. So thank you for coming on the show. Dr. G, it's a pleasure to be on here today. Yes, 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 yes. Listen, off air, I told, I told you I want to ask right from the get-go because you had put up this post that... College students to adults are suffering with the same level anxiety as a psychiatric patient in the 1950s? Yeah. Young adults today have the same levels of anxiety as a psychiatric patient in the 1950s currently. And this is a study that I saw by the American Psychiatric Association. I think that's the a APA mm -hmm. <laughs> Association. And I, I found this to be really like groundbreaking and astonishing, you know, and I think a lot of people who hear that, they're like, wow, 
I can't believe that is the truth. But as a functional medicine dietitian, you know, something that I'm always about is really peeling back the layers and getting to the why. What is the root cause? And that's truly what functional medicine means. Mm -hmm. And I think we have to start to ask the question is why are so many people suffering with their mental health? Mm-hmm. Why are so many people suffering with anxiety, with burnout and exhaustion? And for a lot of my life, I suffered with that mm-hmm. as well. You know, I was into bodybuilding, I was into fitness competitions. That's what actually got me into nutrition and dietetics. And I always constantly found myself hustling for my worthiness, putting my worth in everything that was outside of me, putting it in my physical body. You know, a lot of people, it's putting it in their job, their achievements and all of these things. And I think we're at a time here in society where, you know, the ego is really dominating, right? And the ego at the core is that illusory self. It is our sense of self that is in all of these other things. It is in our job. It is in our past. It's in our pains. It's in what has happened to us the good, the bad, the ugly. It's in what other people think of us. And I also think, you know, with right now, so much of our sense of self being based on social media and comparison and all of these things, it it makes sense to me why anxiety and depression is really at an all-time high. But it's pretty astonishing to think about that you know, the psychiatric patient in the 1950s is really our normal here now today. Yeah, something we've accepted for so long. Maybe it just it didn't just happen overnight. It was sort of a progression, right, over time. And I've always end up having this conversation at some point about, you know, social media and the phone and how much we rely on it and the role, because we don't know just yet, okay, if you use your phone for 10 years, this is going to happen to your mental health, right? We're sort of in that experimental phase. But what are your theories as to why in the 1950s, people outside of a psychiatric ward were in so much better mental health? Hmm. You know, that's an interesting question. And I think a big part of it really comes down to a lot of the comparison. I think a lot of where we are placing our worth worth in. I think back in the 1950s, we didn't have social media where everybody was posting their highlight reel, right, right online. And I think right now too, you know, we're at an all-time high with the use of medications and we go to Western medicine and someone walks in and they have various symptoms, anxiety, depression, and we give them a label based off of that. And we say, hey, you have depression, you have anxiety. And we take these these labels on and we treat it with a medication as a byproduct. But I really do think it comes from, you know, this false sense of self that so much of us are are based in right now. And I think when it comes to healing, you know, we can talk about healing from a global standpoint, but also from an individual standpoint. It also takes getting to a point where, you know, the ego and the pain really reaches its peak, right? For a lot of people, and I know myself, you know, it took me getting to this place of massive burnout, massive, you know, anxiety and all of these things in my life to really 
lean into this awakening overall. So I think there can be a little bit of both right now. We're at a time where, you know, anxiety and a lot of that is an all-time high, whether it's from our phones and comparison and, you know, but I also think we're also at the peak of a lot of people beginning to wake up as mm. well and wake up to the truth. Yeah, yeah. And and your version of seeing this, what is this waking up? What is the truth then? Yeah, I think a lot of us walk around very unconscious, right? Mm. And unconscious means that we are really living our life based off of our ego. Our ego is our sense of being. It's our identity. It's it's based off of everything that is outside of us, right? Kind of like I communicated earlier. It's our thoughts. It is our judgment of self. It is our judgment of other people. And it is our past pains all intertwined together. And I think, you know, for a lot of us who go on this healing journey, as long as we are identified with our ego, every attempt to healing is always going to be misdirected because we're trying to heal the ego with the ego. So when we're unconscious, we are identified with all of these things. We're identified with our pain. We're identified with what other people think of us. We're identified with what we think of us based off of all of these things. Mm. You know, ego, E-G-O, I like to use the acronym as edges God out. Mm-hmm. So it's this false reality. And I think that's where a lot of us live. That's where a lot of us have been taught to live throughout our life. Mm -hmm. So healing at the core, right? It is, it is reaching this awakening of, you know, I've been hustling to try to find my sense of worth in my job, my achievements, my body. And although we may have a sense of happiness for a short period, it never really lasts right? It never really lasts. It doesn't stay. And then we find ourselves right back at this place of trying to get there. And we're always trying to get there. And because we're always trying to get there, we're never actually here, mm. right? We're never actually in our life. So when we, we wake up to a lot of this, for a lot of people, it is getting to this point of, you know, what I've been trying to do and what I've been taught to do to achieve happiness and what society has taught me is not working for me. It's not, it's not working. And there has to be another way. And uh, in that, I think we start to seek the truth. We start to really peel back the layers, right? We are a human being. And, you know, the human side, I describe it as like the ego portion of it all. We, mm. have, we have the physical body, which when we have a lot of these pains that haven't been healed, they're, they're trapped in the body and they can manifest in dis-ease overall because mm. the body holds on to a lot of these different pains, manifesting gut issues over, I think it's 30 or 40% of people who suffer with IBS, autoimmune conditions, they have this unaddressed pain and mm. trauma that is trapped in their body that they haven't fully faced, accepted, and released overall. Mm. And I think overall too, when we are constantly identified with that, like I said, it's, it's really difficult to heal. So part of healing is really peeling back those human layers to reveal that being, revealing that being side of who we, who we really are, which is the truth. And that is us in our utter essence. Yeah. Our ego, we can also say is 
when we're, we're not really present in our life, right? We're always somewhere else. We're in our thoughts. We're in our pain. We're associated with all of these, we, these different things in our life. So when we're fully healed, and I think healing is something like we're continuously always walking through. Yeah. Um, it's not something like we, we get to overall, but it's this state of peace and this presence in our life and not always trying to have to necessarily get somewhere else. It's been a long time since I promoted a coffee because there's not that many good coffee brands. We got one of the best ones now on Heal Thyself. Are you ready to elevate your coffee game? An experience to prove that it's not only delicious, but it's also health focused. Let me introduce you to Purity Coffee. You heard me review them in one of my first ever coffee reviews as one of the best. And then my second ever one as one of the best. And it's one of the best still. It's an ultimate choice for coffee lovers who, who prioritize taste as well as well-being. I'm gonna tell you what makes Purity Coffee stand out from the crowd. Every step in that process is rooted in health focused principles backed by solid scientific research-based rigorous testing. They use the finest specialty-grade organic Arabica beans and then move on to small batch roasting, ensuring that each cup meets the highest standards of quality. But what really sets Purity Coffee apart from all the other coffee brands is their dedication, is my favorite, is their dedication to purity and safety. Their beans undergo third-party testing to ensure they're free of pesticides, toxins, and harmful mycotoxins, those pesky substances that can wreak havoc on your health, causing issues like liver and kidney damage, digestive problems, brain fog, and fatigue. Purity Coffee also has some of the highest antioxidant capacity. And this is important because we have to understand coffee is actually really good for us when we're getting quality coffee. And the reason it's good for us and ensures so many benefits, especially heart health, is because of its antioxidant capacity. Purity has one of the highest antioxidants that you're going to find in coffee, giving you a powerful dose of healthy boosting compounds with every sip. Purity Coffee is grown on regenerative organic farms that prioritize soil health, animal welfare, and community well-being. They have certifications by USDA Organic, Rainforest Alliance, and Smithsonian Bird Friendly. You can also trust Purity Coffee is not only good for you, but also good for the planet. They have a range of roasts from their light medium roasts with sweet fruity notes and their dark roasts with rich bold taste. So to try out one of my favorite coffees in existence and one that I recommend to everyone still to this day, I've been doing it for years, is Purity Coffee. Go to puritycoffee.com and use the code DRG for 30% off of your first purchase. That is P-U-R-I-T-Y-C-O-F-F-E-E.com and use the code DRG for 30% off of your order. You know, living a long life is great. It is. We all want to live longer. But what's even better is living those years in good health, right? Free of the chronic diseases and the ailments. Unfortunately for many, the gap between lifespan and health span is way too wide. And we spent our last years ill, not enjoying our life to the fullest. And that's why I'm always into research-based products, quality supplements that are coming out to you, the highest, the best of the best, some of the best rigorously tested supplements. And one of my favorite companies across the board is Momentus. And they have two that I use every single day, creatine and collagen. These are the two powerhouses at work. I've been open. That I've been working out more four times a week. I'm lifting heavy weights, and these are staples. And I, and not just me. I think everyone should be out working out, building muscle. Staples to muscle repair and muscle growth. But what sets Momentus apart from the rest is its clinically researched formulas. For the collagen, it delivers 15 grams of collagen, supporting your body in various ways. And it's not just one type of collagen, it's all the types of collagen, right? A lot of companies just have one type of collagen. You want all the types of your body's absorbing and utilizing this collagen the way you desire the body to use it. But boy, oh boy, the gold standard for working out, if you're not on this, 
You don't even have to be working out. You can use it for your brain. It's creatine. Momentous creatine is fantastic. There's no fillers, no additive, pure, effective ingredients you can trust. Trust is everything when it comes to supplements. Momentous third-party test. There's no surprises. What you see on the package is what you get. So if you're like me, you want to feel your body with the best of the best, go to livemomentous.com and use the code DRG for 15% off of creatine and collagen and all their top-notch products. That is L-I-V-E-M-O-M-E-N-T-O-U-S.com with the code DRG for your discount. You cannot heal someone who feels most safe in their identity of being sick, mm -hmm. right? And you, you, we speak about identities. And I think what the viewer and listener, we have to understand is this, is our very self of who we are is not the ego. But the ego is there as part of our human experience. Mm -hmm. You know, we have that freedom as children, one, two, three, four, five, even six and seven years old, we're in this brainwave state where we are in a state of wonder. Everything in the world is what it is. Pure conscious observation. We don't have much judgment when we see a tree. We don't have much judgment when we see a frog. We're having the true experience of frog and tree. And you know, as we get older, there's this mechanism that happens where our ego comes online very strongly. Mm -hmm. And it's the autonomy. It's the, it's the moment where you have a kid and they go, no, I want to cross the street now by myself. And you're like, what the hell is happening? You can't cross the street by yourself. Okay, no, I want to pick my food. I want to pick my outfit, right? The I starts coming online. But I actually think that's a very important process because for us to have that sense of self experiencing the world, we need to know that which is not us to know that which is us or mm -hmm. to remember that which is us. So so much of what you said is hitting that point where you experience so much of that which is not you and whether it's a physical disease or your lowest point in your life, relationship, job, you hit that point where you go, what am I doing, right? What is this? Look at the identities that I've created my, for myself and look where it's gotten me. And oftentimes, you know, there's so many stories and, and novels that have that journey, that hero's journey, and the dark night of the soul, right? Mm -hmm. the, really the darkest point where we begin to ascend. And I think that ascension to health is a remembrance more than it is a discovery or a journey. It's like, holy shit, all these pieces of me that I've been showing up as are not me. Therefore, who am I? Oh, I'm everything. I am the mm. deepest grief and sadness and anger, but I am the most highest joy, peace and love and happiness. So those, that layer, it's, it's a beautiful process that we all go through and maybe we die and we never go through it and that's okay. We come back and we do it another way. But this is so much of what I'm hearing from you in your words, in your own frequency, right? exactly the same thing. It's like, this is where we are. It's this unbecoming really in a right. lot of ways. It's peeling back these layers of who we thought we needed to be ultimately and realizing who we truly are at our, mm -hmm. at our core, which is, is perfect. So going back to that statement of, right, most young adults have the same anxiety levels as a psychiatric patient in the 1950s. I think that's really a byproduct of all of these false identities that yeah. have been put on you know, as a young adult, right, in, in our 20s, like we are in a very, very high ego state. I know yeah. I was when I was in my 20s, like my entire worth was my physical body. I was mm -hmm. a fitness model, I was a bodybuilder, and that was my sense of who I was. And because that was my worth, right, and I was always trying to 
attain what I thought was perfection, this led to exhaustion and burnout and all of these health issues, right? So I think every anytime we're operating from that place, we're operating from, you know, the ego and we're operating from these false identities to try to maintain this identity, which isn't truly who we are, the body gives an opposite pushback, right? Mm -hmm. We can see this in, let's say, somebody who's an entrepreneur, right? And so much of their worth is based in their job and how much money they're making. And then we see the result of a ton of burnout yeah. and you know, depression, right? Because their body gives this this opposite pushback. And the same thing happened for me. Mm-hmm. As a, from a physical level, I ended up with a bunch of gut issues. I was chronically bloated all the time. My hormones, my thyroid plummeted, my hair started to fall out and my physical health started to suffer, right? And I went the Western medicine route as we're all taught to go. I'm like, there's something off in my body. I should probably go to the doctor to get this looked at. They did all of the scans, MRI, CT, colonoscopy, endoscopy. And with my blood work, they were like, yeah, you have a little thyroid, use thyroid medication. And then, you know, with the colonoscopy, endoscopy, they're like, everything looks normal. You are physically healthy, right? I was a fitness model, so I looked pretty healthy from the outside. And I was just given a label of here you have IBS or irritable bowel syndrome. And I was given laxatives because I couldn't use the restroom anymore. And my body continued to get worse and worse. And no one was really actually looking at this deeper level. No one was actually looking at the place in which I was coming from, right? The relationship that I had with myself. I had all these different diagnoses. Everybody's trying to fix me, giving me these labels. And if I would have continued to go the traditional Western medicine route, I would be without my entire large intestine right now because my gut ended up becoming so dysfunctional, dysbiotic with bacteria overgrowth where I couldn't even use the restroom at all anymore Mm. without doing an enema Mm. every single day. My life was miserable. And on the outside looking in, I looked healthy. I was a fitness model, a bodybuilder, right? And everybody's following me as this representation of health, but I wasn't a representation of health at all. I was a representation of this false illusion of perfection where on the inside, I was miserable and my physical health was deteriorating, Mm -hmm. right? And that's what really led to my awakening because, you know, I had the decision of either one, get my entire large intestine cut out, which I was ready to do at that point in my life fully because you know, when you're that miserable in your life, I, I totally get people where they're like, just give me the pill, give me the yeah. medication. I've been at that point where I've been that desperate. I've been on pretty much, I think every medication, from not every medication, but a lot of medications ones, yeah. um, throughout the course of my life. So I know what it's like to be like, just give me what I need right now to fix how I'm feeling. And I dislike where I'm at so much. I got into functional medicine, you know, just learning a lot about the gut and the gut microbiome. And even Western medicine didn't discover that I had bacteria overgrowth or anything like that. They just, right, they said I had IBS. So I learned this extra layer of getting to the root cause. And from a physical side, I had bacteria overgrowth and dysbiosis and SIBO. And I did all of the antimicrobial protocols to eradicate the bacteria overgrowth. And I did all of the different functional medicine stuff. And I would get a little bit of progress, but then I would relapse. And I would constantly relapse. And I kept wondering, like, why? Why can't my body fully heal? 
And it was when I got to that place where seeing, I was seeing some progress, really being able to identify though what was off from a physical level, which is why I love functional medicine because we can really identify from a physical level you know, how the different systems are impacting each other from the gut, impacting metabolism, hormones, thyroid, adrenals, mental health. I still had to answer the question of why is all of this happening? Yeah, yeah. And it's what, what is important to understand is you were talking about you were fit, right? You, you, you had good muscle tone, right? Working out, sweating. Um, and we value the physical so much that that is our picture of health. Mm -hmm. But on the inside, and this should be such a clear indicator that the physical is downstream of the mental, which is downstream of the emotional, right? So if your emotional state is all messed up, your mental health is going to be messed up for a few years. And then that's going to lead into physical disruption. I mean, you don't know how many times I've seen people say, Man, I've done all of the supplements and I've done all the foods. I'm doing it right. I actually I work out. I meditate 10 times a day, you know? They're like, I just don't know what's going on. And we talk about, and you mentioned, so much is still in our body. Mm -hmm. Right. And and for me, that's where I go back to that fountainhead coming from the emotional. If we have if we're not addressing those repressed emotions, which are having compensations to mental disruption, which are leading to physical disruption, then what are we doing? And we're looking at the physical here in medicine, right? In the dietetics industry. We're still looking at the physical, right? What's your BMI, right? How's your blood pressure look? Great, that's very important, but we're missing the huge chunk. We're, t we're missing a 50% chunk of what health is, right? That mental, emotional aspect. So what were some of the best things then? Because you were really suffering what I'm hearing. Mm -hmm. What were the things that really transformed your health? I really had to identify the way in which I was relating to myself. And that's kind of a big word to explain, relate to self, but we're always relating to ourself. And the way in which we relate to ourself directly creates and impacts all of our relationships and all of our circumstances. So what do I mean by relate to self? Well, it's the relationship we have with ourself, which is the view of ourself, right? And I had these unconscious views of myself. I had no idea that I had based off of my upbringing, based off of a lot of my own trauma that I hadn't really healed through that were creating various behaviors in my life. And these behaviors, whether it was critical perfectionism, you know, the, I'd say I'm very, very disciplined, but, and that's one of my God-given gifts, but it can be taken and used on like the ego, the striving side of everything yeah. too. It created these various behaviors, which thus created my circumstances, my relationships overall. I started off with like the traditional route of like go to talk therapy, right? And right. there's, there's some emotional stuff and I really need to uncover this. And, you know, that, kind of opened the door a little bit for me. I think talk therapy though, right? It still keeps it on like this very exactly. surface level side. It's not enough. I think for a lot of people, it can be kind of like the gateway drug. Now let's chat about something crucial. That is omega-3s. You know, I'm all about keeping clean and pure when it comes to products as well as food on my plate. But when it comes to supplements, 
right? We have to make sure we have the best of the best, but especially when it comes to omega-3s. And, and I really mean it. Omega-3s are some of the most adulterated supplements that exist out there. And a lot of companies aren't doing it right. We need omega-3s for our heart, for our brain, for our eye health. You might not be getting enough nutritionally. When it comes to Peori, it's a quality brand, not only just with omegas across their whole line. They're extremely transparent. Every batch undergoes rigorous testing against over 200 contaminants, and you could check the results for yourself. And that's one of my favorite things. You can scan the QR code and look at the batch that is right in front of you that is on your shelf or on your counter, and you can see the results for this quality testing. Pure's O3 Ultra Pure Fish Oil delivers a potent dose of EPA and DHA without any unnecessary extras. Now, Pure is offering 20% off of their O3 Ultra Pure Fish Oil, the one that I take every single morning, and all their fantastic products to you, the Heal Thyself listener. That's 20% off even the already discounted subscription price. I want you to go to Pure.com. Use my promo code DRG. That's P-U-O-R-I.com slash DRG to take care of your health with some of the best omegas out there by Pure. These days... These days, it seems like everyone is carrying on a beverage, whether it's soda or flavored water or kombucha or coffee or tea. But not all beverages are created equal when it comes to quality and health benefits. That is why I become obsessed with Peaks Sun Goddess Matcha. I've been using this for, it's one of the first supplements I really invested in. It's four years ago, probably. And it's not just any old matcha powder. We're talking organic ceremonial grade matcha tea that has been meticulously screened for pesticides, heavy metals, mold, and even radioactive isotopes. Peak takes no shortcuts. Their matcha is cultivated by ninth degree tea masters in Kagoshima, Japan, using century-old traditions. Their plants are shaded for 35% longer than usual to maximize the production of vital compounds like L-theanine for calm, steady energy and chlorophyll for its detoxifying anti-aging properties. I start every morning with a frothy cup of sun goddess matcha, not just for energizing my body, you know, we all want to get that caffeine kick, yeah, okay, but for the amazing gut health, metabolism boosting, and antioxidant benefits. The phytonutrients nurture my digestive system, the EGCG compounds help my body burn calories efficiently, and the chlorophyll gives my skin the awesome reading. You see I'm glowing right now, right? That's because of the matcha. There's perfectly proportioned packets that are easy to mix with water whenever I need to pick me up, so easy to make a consistent self-care ritual. Peak is offering you, the Heal Thyself listener, 15% off of their sun goddess matcha, plus a free beaker and a rechargeable frother when you go to peaklife.com slash DRG. They're so confident that you're going to love it. There's even a 30-day money-back guarantee. No code at checkout. Just go to P-I-Q-U-E-L-I-F-E.com slash DRG. You're going to get 15% off plus all those freebies. Like of opening up more to their healing journey for a lot of people who haven't talked ever, ever about the things that they've walked through or their pains or the things that are coming up in their head. It, it gives them an opportunity to do so, but it's really just a starting point for a much deeper level of work that needs to be done. Mm -hmm. And for me, you know, I've been on my healing journey, I'd say since I was 24 years old, I'm 30 years old now. So for like the last six years, 24 was when I had all of my really bad gut issues, 23, 24 mm -hmm. overall. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it hasn't been like one thing. And I think that's a big message I want to get across to everybody is that it hasn't been like this one thing, this one coach that I worked with, this right. one thing that I did. It has been this continuation of peeling back these layers slowly and slowly overall over time. But I really had to get back to the root. What is the way in which I was viewing myself? And I realized, you know, I've been carrying around a lot of these beliefs of myself that 
that stemmed from my upbringing, my childhood. You know, I grew up with a lot of neglect. My mom was physically absent when I was growing up. So she was out partying, drinking, doing drugs. And then my dad was emotionally absent as a byproduct of my mom. You know, my mom sleeping with all these men, bringing them home to our house while my dad and my siblings still lived in that home together. And so my dad was just in his own world and stuff. So I created various meanings as a young girl about myself that I didn't matter, right? Because my mom was out doing her thing and my dad wasn't absent. So I created these meanings of I don't matter. I don't matter. And this wasn't a conscious belief, right? This is something that's been revealed as I've gone throughout my entire healing journey of what those beliefs were. But I created the meaning of I don't matter. What I have to say doesn't matter. And I began to relate to myself from that place, which created being very critical behaviors of criticalness of myself. Actually, we tend to Mm -hmm. think critical always means of other people, but I was the most critical of myself, the most critical of myself. I was the little girl in, in school who wouldn't speak up, who would like sit in the back of the class, who was very shy, very, very reserved. Um, would like raise my hand partially uh, here. And then when the teacher would call on me, I'd like speak very quietly. (laughs) I wouldn't really use my voice. And that was all a byproduct of the way I was relating to myself. And this carried on into being a young adult. I got into bodybuilding and fitness, which gave me a sense of control, right? Because I I have this belief of I don't matter. So what am I going to do? Try to strive to Mm -hmm. prove that I do matter through my physical body. And that then led to the circumstances that I had in, in my life. And this, you know, led to relationship issues that I had, insecurities around that. This led to physical health issues, the burnout, all of that. And we get in this cycle. And this is what a, the cycle a lot of us get in. This is the pain cycle. It is these core beliefs we have of ourselves that we created, right? What happened when I was younger with my mom you know, in my upbringing, it actually didn't mean anything about me. I made that mean something about me. I created that meaning to that. Mm -hmm. And in that pain, I held on to that. This is all very unconscious, right? Like this isn't like a a choice. I held on to that. And by holding on to that, I continuously had this way of viewing myself, leading to various behaviors and creating my life as I know it. And I think healing is really creating that awareness. It's this release of fear, right? Because so much of that is very fear-driven. Something that I've used recently that has really helped me and has helped a lot of my clients, you know, is first identifying some of these core beliefs and where they come from, you know, and you can go back to in your life, some of the big incidences, you can write them all out on a piece of paper. Um, I have done that before where I went through like all of the dramatic things that have ever happened to me. I wrote them out in my journal. And in all of that, I tried to go back to them and like, what did I make these mean about me? Hmm. And I started to ask those questions. What did I make this mean about me? You know, and in doing that practice in of itself, I was able to see that all of these meanings that I made weren't actually the truth. They weren't actually the truth of who I was, although it had impacted my life and things had happened to me. It wasn't because of me. Mm -hmm. That was really the big difference. 
So I think the first thing for a lot of people is getting to this place of awareness. Yeah. Is getting to this place of awareness that, you know, I, I have these pains, I have these things that I've walked through, but I am not those things. I am not those things and, and realize the place that we've really been operating from. So that's that awareness piece. And for a lot of us, as we become the observer and just becoming more aware of this, we're no longer the program, right? And we can begin to disassociate from that. And sometimes we use disassociation as as a bad thing, right? Of like, I'm disassociated from my life. That's not what I'm talking about. This is disassociating from the identity that we have in a lot of these these pains and these traumas mm-hmm. that have happened in our life. And um, after that, after we really can disidentify, I think it's from there we can really face them. We can't heal from anything as long as we're identified with it. But in becoming the observer and noticing these, these pains, I think we can really begin to take ownership for them as well. So A is, so I use the analogy, A dog. So that was the awareness piece. D is the disidentification. O is that ownership piece, right? And for a lot of people, ownership is hard to really explain, to understand. So I always give the analogy of, you know, a grounded mama with a kid in the grocery store who's throwing a fit, you know? And um, if you've ever seen a little kid, you know, who's like, mom, buy me buy me whatever candy bar he wants and he's on the ground and he's throwing this tantrum, right? You know, there's one way that the parent could handle this is she could get in front of the kid and be like, stop it, stop it right now. Trying to get him to stop. And what does the kid do? Goes louder. Yeah, he starts kicking and screaming louder, right? That's not ownership. Ownership is that grounded mama, So that's that mama who gets down on the same level as the kid who's throwing the tantrum and holds space for him, doesn't try to make him stop, doesn't judge him, doesn't do any of those things, just holds space and allows him to do what he needs to do. Mm -hmm. And eventually that little kid starts to calm down. So it's this, this ownership is, is holding place. It's being that grounded mama for ourselves. So in that, you know, when we have different emotions and oftentimes like we become so disconnected with our body, we don't even know there's these, these deep rooted emotions inside of us, right? So as we start to take ownership, it's really first paying attention to what is in the body for a lot of women, right? When we actually, I think men too, but I work with a lot of women, when we actually slow down and we we get into our body and we start to like pay attention yeah. and we create space, there's all this emotion there that wants to come up and it's easy to want to like get rid of it, right? That's like the kid is like, stop it, stop it right now. And whatever we, we resist persists and that keeps that pain trapped in the body. But if we can show up like that grounded mama for that pain, hold space for it, say, hey, I'm gonna allow this to be there. I'm not gonna judge it. I'm gonna actually accept it and embrace it fully and it's sometimes it's feeling whatever charge is there. Sometimes you'll actually feel that sensation in the body and just allow that to come out of the body. I know for myself, it's been, it's been balling. I've screamed in a pillow. Like there can be a lot that's there. And in that, that is 
you actually healing in those moments? Sometimes we think it's backwards, right? We're like, no, I don't want this because this means I'm going backwards and we're afraid of it. But it's in that release, it's in that ownership that we are actually healing in that moment. Mm. And from there, getting into the G of the A-dog, that's grounding ourselves back into the present moment, right? So we allow what needs to come up to come up. And then we can ground ourselves back into the present moment. So that's getting into our bodies. Sometimes that's feeling, feeling our hands. Sometimes that is, you know, paying attention to the energy inside of our body, our breath. I, I love getting in nature because it keeps me very, very present. And it's it's continuously doing this like over and over again. And and eventually we notice there's less of a charge. And that's when we know, we can know that we are healing based off of the level of peace that we feel in our life. Mm, I feel that, you know, this, and you said a lot of very important points. Your journey is, is your unique journey, but it, it's, it's unique in your experience and the ingredients. But all of us have the parental experiences that have created compensations, which create the story and not only create the story, revalidate the story. Because I'm sure there was moments where you were like, I don't matter. And that frequency is coming out of you. Mm -hmm. And you're just experiencing, I don't matter more and more and more. And it's becoming more confirmed. And the ego goes, see, I know, I told you, I don't matter. Right? And then the compensations come and then I'm going to matter. And you do all the things that are achieving and achieving and achieving. Trying to prove that I do matter. Trying to prove, right? right? And that is an endless thing. But it, it could be the same way with you know, like, you know, I'm going to start a company because I matter and I'm going to impress my dad or, you know, who I never mattered for, or my mom who I never mattered for. And, you know, you just, you become like this billionaire CEO and you're still trying to matter, right? It's, it's mm-hmm. still, it, we all have the same experiences just with different ingredients and different stories. Sure. Which brings me to uh, your formula, which is really important. Um, you know, the first level is that awareness. First level is going, hold up, hold up, hold up, wait. This is my life, and so much of this life that I've created and relationships around it are rooted in this pain. They're literally rooted in this story that was created when I was young, when I didn't know better, right? Because mm-hmm. we as children, we're beautifully self-centered, right? If mom's crying, we're not thinking about she's crying because of the bills, or we're not thinking about she's crying because she it's got my fault, demoted. Right? It's my fault, right? So imagine then the stories that happen when we're kids, and we forget that we created that story. We forget that it's perpetuated. We forget that it's revalidated through our lives. So the awareness is like, okay, this is the product of my life. Now, with your techniques that you even, the writing so simple, go back. Hey, I remember this in first grade. In eighth grade, this was really big for me. High school, college, boom, 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 boom. And then really, really, as you said, bringing that awareness about like, what did, what did you think about yourself? What was the... What was the story that was created from that? A lot of us will say, okay, just do you remember that? And no, yeah, I guess. Well, can you forgive? Yeah, 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 right? No, no, no. What, how did that compensate in your life? And then I love A-Dog. That's, that's a bit, that's A-dog. easy thing to remember. A, let, let's just so we remember. A is awareness. Awareness. D? Disidentify. Disidentify. O. Ownership. Ownership, the mama, grounded mama. And G? Grounding. Grounding, perfect. All of us look at that. That acronym can be life-changing for us. And, and you said, it's not just a one-time around. It's, 
and over You're and over. You're constantly doing it. I'm still using it, even honestly this morning. Mm-hmm. Like I, I noticed some things coming up. I've been traveling here for the last week and a half and going on all these podcasts and speaking and I never sleep very well. And mm-hmm. one of my biggest triggers is not sleeping well because yeah, yeah, yeah. then I, I get into this place of, oh my gosh, I'm not going to be able to show up my best. And then I start you know, putting my identity in that. Yeah. And I'm at a place where it's not like that doesn't happen anymore. And that's also too what I want to communicate with people. And that's why it's healing. Yeah. It's healing. And anytime you also up-level in your life, like when I'm going on a bigger podcast or a bigger stage to speak to, mm there's also a lot more that starts to come up. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I thought that I had healed through this. And it's like, I did, but now there's another layer to it, right? And I think that's what's so beautiful about this experience is it is continuously healing. And as we continue to do the healing work on ourselves, you know, I also think we're able to impact that many more people. And I think that's really our divine purpose, our divine purpose Mm. that we are given from God. We were given a lot of these things purposely. A lot of us can look back and be like, why do these things have to happen to me? I wish they didn't. You know what? I was terribly insecure. I could barely speak. I could barely use my voice. Mm -hmm. And because I've, I've healed through that and gone through my own healing journey and also all the things physically from the fitness side, now I've been able to step into a place where what I do is literally speaking, sharing my story right. on stages, talking about healing, taking the things that I've walked through and then turning it outward and being able to impact that many more people. And as I continue to do the healing work, I'm able to actually bring love into other people mm-hmm. and bring more awareness into other people. And I think that's the divine purpose that we all have. It was given to us, right. for us to heal through. Mm-hmm. So we can find that God-given, that divine purpose for our life. And the coolest thing is then being able to look back and be like, you know what? Thank you, God. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much yeah. for giving me all of those those trials and these challenges because I would not be the, the person that I am here today without it. And I bet even the same for you with the work yeah. you do. Yeah, 100%. I believe that... Uh, we choose so many of the trial and tribulations before we're even incarnated into this earth, right? Uh, the We, through free will, have our experiences, but things are going to happen in our life. And they're for a reason. You know, we had one of my close friends, fantastic doctor, Dr. JT, that came here. And he was talking about, that's part of the journey, man. You know, the, the, the purpose for you to find your purpose and live your purpose, you have to have those experiences, right? to see that which you are not and that which you are and to embody that which you are through those experiences. But divine purpose and, and, and the way you said it is so important. I believe we're here to embody who we are and remind other people who they are, right? And, and who we are is unconditional love, but not romantic love, mm-hmm. not the movie stuff, not the hugs and kisses. We're talking about unconditional love being that container that can hold your darkest dark and your highest high, right? The deepest anger, grief, shame, guilt, and the highest love, joy, happiness, elation, radiance, whatever. Like when we were kids, right? I actually think most of us are just so damn sick and unhappy because we're not embodying the things that we want to do as we did when we were children, right? Mm-hmm. I think there's. I think if we go outside, the 
I'll be too embarrassed to look at the tree and want to climb it in my in my podcast clothes, right? And you'll be too embarrassed to, you know, hopscotch on, on the thing that you see, right? Because, oh my God, no, the people around us, we just live in this fear. And which comes back to what you said, that fear state. I think that fear frequency is driven for most of society. And a great way to round this out is, I just believe we're living in more fear than we were in the 1950s. Sure, you know, there was always the threat of war, right? And come in the 60s, Vietnam, all of the things that happened, yes. But we are fed more fear. We have accessibility to more fear-based agendas, right? Turn on the TV, I remember the last time I ever watched the news. I counted the first seven stories were about fear. The first seven stories were how someone in my neighborhood was killed and then how this is happening in the world. Oh, we're going to die because of this country. Seven stories. I go, I can't believe that I just noticed how much fear we're living in. And it's not only just like the, your threat of your security. It's also the fear that you open up something and look at someone and go, look at their life. Why is it my life like this? Maybe one day it'll be like this. Yeah. And I think it just comes down to fear and love, but unconditional love we're talking about. I think every emotion comes from fear. So what I hear from you is you said, I'm, I'm going to move away from this state of fear that has been making me sick, especially my digestive system. And I'm going to use my own acronym that is going to empower me and move me away from fear into that present state of love of who I am. That's it. Mm -hmm. Right. And wow, how accessible is it to go, oh, wait, am I living in fear or am I living in love? The words I'm saying to you, is it in fear or love? The decisions I'm making outside in the parking lot, the decisions I'm making when I get home, right? My relationships, fear or love. You might notice that most of your relationships are rooted in that vibration of fear. Yeah. And you can always know if you're coming from that place of fear by any emotion that is, is really coming up, right? Yeah. And I think if we tune in with ourselves, right, if there is anger, if there is anxiety, we're not coming from a place of love. We're not relating from that place. And oftentimes we also think that the opposite of love is hatred. It's not, it is fear truly at the core. So our life purpose is getting back to fear. I like to give the definition of health as inner peace and wholeness. We could say on the physical level, you know, it is everything in alignment internally in the body, but from a spiritual level, it is wholeness. It is oneness. It is love, 100%, where illness, right, they're on the physical side are imbalances in the body, there's dis-ease, but also on the spiritual side is external searching. So when we can release that external searching, which is very fear-driven, and we can come back to this place of wholeness, which is health, that's when we are in a place in love, just like you said, not a romantic type of love overall, but we have love for ourselves. We have love for other people. And that's why, you know, anytime I meet somebody who is incredibly judgmental or critical and putting other people down, I know intuitively that there's not love there for themselves because how we view and see other people is really a reflection back of what we see in ourselves. It's love for God. We feel connected to God. When we feel connected to ourselves, we have love for ourselves, and we're able to reflect that back to other people overall. And I think that's the, the gift in, that's our external purpose, right? So internal purpose is a lot of this healing and getting back to that place of love. It's that unbecoming. And then our external purpose is really being able to give that to other people. And we can have a life calling, right? And that will change over time, meaning that's the work that I do, the mission and that kind of stuff. I'm not talking necessarily about a calling. I'm talking about external purposes. Every person you meet, can you give that gift to them? 
every person you meet, not just when you're, you know, in a work setting, you're making money off of it, right? That's that's a whole nother area. Yeah. And I think you can have your purpose in that, but can you give that to somebody else? Can you help someone walk away feeling truly seen, right? And I think part of when you've been able to do a lot of this, this work on yourself and get to that place of being in spirit, right? The word inspiration means in spirit. And that's where I think true inspiration is born from, right? We're fully in alignment with ourselves and our most authentic truth of who we are. And from that, we are able to create and create beautiful things. And we're inspired. We're inspired to do different things. Mm. And we're able to give that to other people. And people are like, wow, I'm so inspired by that person. But not because of what they did, because of who they were. Big difference. Big difference. Right? It's the, wow, they went on stage and said some inspiring things. Okay, but how about when they walk past you and you feel their energy, right? Who they are, who they embody, what they are as a human being, that is the most powerful thing. So I want everyone to notice this. In front of me, I have a dietitian. We didn't mention once about food. We didn't talk about one vegetable, one fruit. We didn't talk about no grains. We didn't talk about no seed oils. We didn't talk about nothing. And I want you to understand it's because this stuff, from this stuff arises your true, true embodiment of physical health. All this stuff, very important. Eat your prebiotic foods, right? Eat the, eat the fiber rich foods, right? The antioxidants, very important, but we have to go upstream. And what we're talking about is up, 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 upstream. Very important to pay attention to this to everyone, right? Because we're so stuck in the physical. What should I eat? What shouldn't I eat? The bigger question is, let's bring more awareness into what parts of you are holding you back from being the highest version of yourself. Where is everyone going to find you? You can check me out on my website, rachelshear.com and follow me on Instagram, rachelshear. Amazing stuff. And, uh, you know, you, t- you have clients that they can work with, you work with? I have a functional medicine nutrition practice. Mm-hmm. You can find that at rachelshear.com. So we do all of the testing, mm-hmm. the hormones, the adrenals, the gut mm-hmm. microbiome, toxins, deficiencies, identify what is off physically. But what's so different about my practice is, you know, we really want to get to that root cause. And the root cause isn't always just on the physical level. It is, you know, I had someone last week who came back with a parasite and we do a parasite protocol and I'm like, okay, this is probably what's causing your gut issues. But there's a lot of things that can cause the body to be off. And I think for a lot of people, yes, we need to address the physical, but we also need to have these deeper levels of conversations. And that's where the whole person can begin to heal. I love that. Amen. Thank you for coming on. I really see you and the work you've done uh, in your own experience of all the things that have sponsored your life that are not you, not you, not you, that moment. And then you said, I'm ready to change this. A dog it. A dog. And then (laughs) shift, shift, shift. So all of you as a listener, go check her out. Um, put Put these works into practice. Bring more awareness, if not today, then tomorrow morning. Get it going. I really hope you enjoyed it. And thank you so much. Thank you. 